This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. All right. Speaking of uh, wide receiver signings, how about DJ Chark signing there in Carolina? Um, Matt, I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. Um, This is. When you sign Adam Thielen and then you go and sign DJ Chark, it's one of those things where, like, I know that the fan base is probably going to get a little bit bit excited, but this is like one of those classic moves or a classic pair of moves where on paper you're like, oh, Carolina improved their wide receiver room. And then in real life you realize, oh, Adam Thielen's old and DJ Chark is injured and not good. And all of a sudden everything falls apart. So <laughs> um, I... I I've, I've just seen this story too often. Am I wrong? Well, uh, about DJ Chark, I mean, and and Adam Thielen, you got to remember that after they traded DJ Moore, which I know it sucks to lose DJ Moore, but at the end of the day, it's a trade you have to make because you can have DJ Moore and a bad quarterback play and you're the 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022 Panthers. That was not <laughs> fun. Um, so if you've got to part with DJ Moore to get up to number one overall to take, uh, I still hope you it's CJ that. Stroud. You yeah, do you it. Do that. Yeah. Um, and, but, but the receiver room that was left after that was a disaster. I mean, it was like, oh, horrible. it's Terrace Marshall, who's been one of the worst reception perception performers in the last two seasons. It's LaVisca Chenault, who's not a real wide receiver. It's Shai Smith, who's like a bottom really? of the roster player. I mean, that's like, hey, that's that's not good. So no. if you're paying, I think they paid Thielen a lot of money. I don't think DJ Chark's, um, I think it's 2019 season. You know, it, just looking at his success rate versus man coverage, the last three years or the last, the last four years of his career, 2019, 69%, 2020, 59.1%, 2021, 50%. You don't want to be below 50%. Okay. You don't want to be around that 50% <laughs> mark. Just, just to be super, super yeah. clear. And then last year in Detroit, <laughs> right. um, he's right around there, 51.6%. Uh, the separation ability has definitely um, gone down for him considerably. You know, people talking about, hey, he ran a 4 3 coming in the league. Who cares? He's had, a, he's sustained a ton of lower body injuries. Correct. He's just, you know, uh, right. Frank Reich even said this week that he just underwent like an ankle procedure. Ankles, <laughs> uh, things have been haunting him forever. I mean, he's, he just doesn't, he just doesn't open. He doesn't get open. He's, he wins downfield, but it's all like jump ball stuff at this point, yep. which is a great, is a great trait. He's very, he's a very good ball winner downfield, tracks the ball well, wins in contested situations, but not a separator. That being said, like he's a passable number three receiver in the league. Adam Thielen's probably a passable starting receiver in the league. You're better than you were. You can't you can't drop CJ Stroud into a Terrace Marshall LaVisca Chenault receiver core. <laughs> it looks a little bit better when it's like, okay, Adam Thielen, you know, a veteran zone beating player and uh, DJ Chark like <clears throat> a jump ball specialist downfield. It looks a little bit better when you're talking about that. 
Uh, 36.8% of his routes, according to your uh, charting, was downfield, the corner nine and post routes there in 2022 for the Detroit Football Lions. Uh, Not all that successful, uh, 41.9% success rate on the nines. Uh, 58.6% success rate on the post. That's actually not too bad. Um, But a 26.3% success rate on the corner, that's not very good at all. Uh, Going back, digging into some more of your uh, RP data here, though. Um, Okay. Uh, Look, I get it. Like a lot of his, again, we we talked about more than a third of his routes, almost nearly 40% of his routes are, are going downfield. But Fifth percentile score against man, that's not good. And then, <laughs> am I reading this right? Uh, uh, a first percentile score against zone? <laughs> yes. Yep. First? Yep. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. That, uh, that's not Not ideal. good. But again, like the guy he's probably replacing, Terrace Marshall, probably that and like a little worse based on his first are we Are we sure he's replacing yep. Terrace Marshall? Well, I mean, it depends on what they do in the draft. Uh, I I also think, by the way, like DJ Chark's on a one-year deal. I know they tacked like a yeah. bunch of void years and stuff on it and, like they so did. they can, you know, signing bonus, all that stuff. But, it's like, a one-year deal. It, I think there's a chance that, hey, if DJ Chark comes into camp and like all this off-season stuff, like he's hurt again. Like, yeah, they just – I think it's either going to be him or Terrace Marshall in that X receiver role – that is mostly a jump ball guy, mostly a crossing route guy, mostly mostly running deep routes. Um, and Adam Thielen will be like your zone beating flanker. Maybe he plays some big slot. But I also think yeah. like at 39th overall, there's a lot of options for them in terms of like a, a guy that can get separation. Yeah. Um, you know, right. they still have a second round pick despite this big number one overall uh, trade up. So I just think that DJ Chark and Adam Thielen's about getting like co- like competent NFL players, flawed players for sure. Um, <laughs> with Thielen and especially with Chark, but and, and maybe Marshall gets into the mix here. But yeah, I, I just think it's about getting competent guys around. You know, the NFL, like the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Hey, um, okay, so I <clears throat> for maybe if you're new to the show, uh, I, I know I know your feelings on Terrace Marshall, but I'll ask you this question again. Um, I've asked you this question before. Maybe you revisited this idea. I don't know. Terrace Marshall. Is there a path for him um, to tap into that? His again, you look at his athletic measurements, and boy, I tell you, great athlete can't translate into route running and, and the nuances of playing football. But is there a path forward uh, for him to kind of tap into that athletic prowess? And I liked Terrace Marshall a little bit as like a second round pick in the NFL draft the year that he came in. Um, oh, I love so. Him. Yeah, yeah, and, and we liked his ability. If you go back and look at his route charts from from the the, the prospect data that year, um, and you know, I was like in terms of these guys that I like. I said I've stacked the last three classes together. He was still comes out at like twenty second in terms of ranking the classes together the last three years. So not like a stud prospect or anything, but I didn't think he'd be this bad. But there was definitely signs of like he needed to have work as a route runner, but he was really good on slants and go routes uh, as a collegiate prospect, which is why we thought he'd fit better in the X receiver role, which he had some moments in last year, not that slot receiver role um, that he was playing last year, but I'll read what I wrote on the in-season tracker uh, for Terrace Marshall last year. Uh, Marshall checked in as a rookie with one of the worst RP profiles ever charted. A role change in 2022 has helped him a bit. 
Marshall played a ton of slot receiver as a rookie, but has almost exclusively operated as a vertical outside X receiver option this season, taking 92.4% of his snaps outside and on the line of scrimmage for 84% in this sample. His overall success rates are still very poor at 40.7% versus man coverage and 64.5% versus zone. 40.7%, by the way, James, is is, is lower than DJ Chark. Uh, he quite literally <laughs> only wins on slants, yeah. slant routes at 80% and nine routes at 58.8%. I have a bit more hope for Marshall in this role than his previous rookie year spot however if he still i however i still think if he sticks he lands somewhere on the lower end of the Devonte parker access of wide receivers so parker chark terrace marshall this is all the same bucket of like throwback x receiver that doesn't get open but wins like jump balls so i don't know if if you want to call that hope i probably wouldn't but maybe he could fall somewhere on the axis of receivers. <laughs> I'll ask a follow-up question to that. Um, you've got all that data in front of you. you. You've charted hundreds of guys. How often or how rare is it uh, to see a guy? And look, I know you get tired of this comp all the time, but Devontae Adams, you charted his rookie year uh, and wasn't good at all. Um, I think that's. I think that I'm correct in saying that. You are correct. Um, yep. yep. And, and obviously he developed into quite literally the the absolute poster child of reception percent, like the best route runner you could find um, in the NFL. I know it's rare, but how rare is it? Uh, and, and, you know, again, I don't want to make comparisons between freaking Devontae Adams and, and, you know, Terrace Marshall, for God's sake. So I'm, I'm just trying to get a sense of, okay, how rare <laughs> is it? And, and and again, if you're trying to look for a little bit of silver lining, a little bit of hope or something with Terrace Marshall, you know, that would be what you gravitate towards. You know, I know it's more anecdotal than it is data driven. But again, just from what you've kind of sort of seen around the NFL and the guys that you've charted, how rare is that to actually happen? Extremely rare. Um, I actually think that it was helpful to look at like the bottom 10 of reception perception success rate versus man coverage finishers. Um, and we can throw out rookie or Cooper cup cause he was incredible against zone coverage and he was, and he's a slot player. So who cares about that? Um, right. but Justin Hunter, 31.9% Terrace Marshall, 39.5% in his, in, in their rookie. Well, I think it was Justin Hunter's second year in 2014. Terrace Marshall is obviously his rookie year. Jalen Rager is at the bottom there at 40.8%. Uh, Devonte oh, Parker's rookie season at 42.9%. Marquise Lee's rookie season at 44.1%. Um, and then you get to Devonte Adams there at 47% his rookie year. Um, the next guy on the list though is like, it's Devin Funches at 47.5% in his rookie year. Um, so like, I think that kind of paints how unlikely it is that you're suddenly going to become, you know, the next like Devonte Adams, like I, they're obviously, but I think the, the Rager, um, Hunter group is like the total flame outs, you know, like that's yeah. within the range of outcomes. Like, Oh, uh -huh. this guy's just like not really an NFL player. Although Rager like might be able to stick as a fourth receiver special teamer, but regardless, like not really an off, like not a guy that's going to contribute on offense in the NFL. Um, but I think like Devonte Parker is a good example of a guy who's like, he could give you some years, but Parker is like an, I don't even think an average starting NFL receiver. I think he's like, under a, a, a below average X receiver that shouldn't really be like a big part of your passing game. Very much like DJ Chark, by the way, <laughs> you know, uh, who, who's, who's 2021 seasons kind of near this range. Um, yeah. I also think like Marquise Lee's a, a, a guy that 
he's not he washed out of the NFL, but he gave you he was like right. he had one decent season. So I think that's sort of like there's the range there. The extremely unlikely is that they become the best receiver in football in Devontae Adams. <laughs> the more likely is that they either wash out of the league or give right. you a couple like random decent years, like I think Parker and Marquise Lee to a lesser extent did. And then obviously Devin Funches even he had like one relatively okay year. Uh, yeah, Carolina, playing with an MVP quarterback in, in Cam Newton, right? But right. <laughs> So barring that, you know, but you, I, I will say, though, I really like the comp with um, Devontae Parker, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like that's a they, they have similar bodies, similar athleticism, uh, similar skill sets. Uh, yeah, the Marquise I, I like Lee one was uh, a little bit again. A lot of those guys that you mentioned are undersized and or bad athletes. Right. So like Devin Funches, for example, was a tall guy. But I mean, again. Uh, he was like two cheeseburgers away from playing tight end. You know what I mean? He did eventually so, play. He was didn't, didn't I the know. sign him as a tight end. Hey, S- Sammy thought- Watkins is also on this list too, 49.5%, oh, okay. which I think people would find surprising. But like Sammy Watkins has had, even in reception perception, not just raw stats, has, has, one, has had one good year, like one year above 64% success rate versus man, zero years above 77% success rate versus zone. Like, He's mm-hmm. always been a really inconsistent, I think, ultimately very disappointing NFL player. But you know, another oh, yeah. guy that like that I think we we would say is belongs in this group of guys who, in their first years, really struggled to beat man coverage and were outside receivers. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so there you go. Yeah, I really, really like that. Um, you know, I, I think Sammy Watkins is probably a good, uh, decent cop too, but I think the Devontae Parker one, that one really hits home for me. So if Terrace Marshall can end up being Devontae Parker, and I, and I know you're saying, oh, well, you know, it, it, he'd be better served as a number three. I mean, hey, listen, Devontae Parker has stuck around the NFL for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, I think Terrace Marshall, if he can find that, uh, level of success. I think that'd be a win. I think that would be an Huge absolute win, win uh, for him. Just, I mean, even professionally and, and financially, I mean, Parker's made a little bit of coin, dude, you know, that's not bad. Yeah. Parker obviously was like a first round draft pick where Marshall was a second rounder, but yeah, for sure. I think that would be a huge win for the Panthers too. Like, again, I think, people are t- we're talking about DJ Chark right now cuz his signing just happened but yeah and i'm not a, i'm not even like a big Terrace Marshall fan i'm just saying that like these guys are on the same axis of wide receivers and if if Marshall outplays Chark this year i wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked so yeah all right there you go um okay so next week um it's the big week all right because uh, people go crazy for this stuff man but prospects in 2023 we're talking wide receiver prospects um we're going to talk about jackson smith and jigba jordan addison quentin johnston uh zay flowers and jalen hyatt uh next week i'm, I'm teasing here a little bit but i want to i want to throw a little chum you know into the waters get get the sharks ready man um i want to talk about josh downs uh there from north carolina those other guys, Matt, they're they're you know again uh, highly regarded prospects in this year's draft class. I know this year's draft class not necessarily doesn't have like the stars or whatever it is, but Josh Downs is one of these guys that um, is an intriguing prospect. I don't know a ton about Josh Downs. Hey, listen, you got to forgive me here. I didn't watch a lot of North Carolina football. 
Okay, so not a, Josh wait, you're, Downs. Not a, you're not a Drake May, bro. I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. <laughs> nah, man. I saw Jay. I saw. I, I saw. I saw him play about one game, and I, and I was like, I get why people are excited. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. Um, but I did not see a lot of Josh Downs. Fair uh, football. But uh, what can you tell me? Uh, I know you haven't gotten the full sample in yet on Josh <laughs> yeah. Downs, but what have what have you seen thus far uh, on the kid out of North Carolina? Yeah, I wanted to talk about him because uh, I was tweeting about him today. Uh, shout out to our, our friends at Bud Light. We're uh, engaging with the tweet too. Um, there you go. You know, so sponsor the pod already, Bud Light. What are we doing? Come on, um, let's go. Yeah, seriously, give us the Bud Light bag. I mean, at least, I mean, they've already. Never mind. Anyway, po- point is, I was saying that I was like, <laughs> I will buy, I will buy a ton of beer for anybody who can get me some more Josh Downs all twenty-two because. Uh, I've only got three games in. I'm, I'm trying to get some more, um, because, yeah. and I want to get some more because those three games are really fun. And there I was, uh, it's fresh in my mind. Cause it was what I was working on before we got on the pod here. Ah, man, this guy's going to be like my favorite second round prospect in this draft wow. for sure, because he just got, I love, you know, I love players like this, the guys that just know how to get open. And that's this dude. I mean, he is so just electric as a, as a separator, uh, as a route runner. Um, he's mostly a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Get ready for that. There's a lot of slot receivers in this draft class. <laughs> ton. Um, oh my God. There's so many. And by the way, the there it's a lot of small slots and the one dude who's like a big wide receiver, Quinton Johnson might play smaller than all of them, but we'll talk about that on the next episode. <laughs> um, J- Josh Downs, again, the three games I have right now, 72.3% success or 72.3% uh, slot rate. But just a 78.2% success rate versus man, 84% success rate versus zone. I think the more games that get in the sample, the, the more those numbers will go down. But that's an awesome start for a, a three-game uh, sample here. Really knows how to beat coverage at all three levels. Um, I think especially you know, routes like the dig, route like, routes like the slant. Um, but really, you see him win on some uh, outbreaking routes as well. I think he can really be... Uh, a big time separator on the inside. Um, I, you know, I don't know that he's like 171 pounds, you know, I don't yeah, know that he's ever going to be, I don't know that he's ever going to be like an outside receiver at that size, but I mean, we're talking about a league that plays a ton of 11 personnel. If you're in the second yeah. round and you're looking for a guy like, I mean, Hey, the Panthers, I think they'd be a great fit with the Carolina Panthers because they need someone to, to potentially get open after all those guys we just talked about earlier. Um, maybe are not separators. You know, CJ Stroud made a lot of big plays with Jackson Smith and Jigba as a slot receiver. Right. He'd be a fun fit with CJ Stroud there. So yeah, I mean, Josh Downs is a guy that the the more I see, the more I like. Um, I think in terms of second round prospects, he's he's one of my favorites right now. Okay, so can I I'll give you a little bit of pushback, right? Because again, I, I haven't watched a lot of Josh Downs, but I, I know what a lot of people are gonna say, which is this has got this guy's five ten. He's 170 pounds. He's 175 pounds soaking wet. He's probably going to play around 170 pounds. Um, and again, he ran a 448, which is, it's not great. You know, like when you're that size, man, you got to break that no, four yeah. five barrier, right? So like 448 is not good. Um, so he's a below, it is very fair to say he's a below average athlete overall. Now, what little I have seen of Josh Downs, freaking great route runner, though. Good Lord. Yeah. Like the guy absolutely has got the choppy feet. He's got the, 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 the swivel hips, man. Like he's fluid. He's smooth. So he plays. I get it. He plays faster than his his overall speed. Uh, but I think it is also fair to say, and this is where the pushback comes in, which is 
Athleticism does matter in the NFL though, man. And so I, I just wonder how much do you think that will, you know, slow him down if at all? I know that he smoked his three cone and was incredible at his pro day. Um, and I think that's more of his game. He's not a long speed guy. He's not necessarily going to beat you over the top, although he does win at the catch point. He's a tough contested catch uh, receiver, which I think is, is going to be pretty surprising when people see that part of him. But um, I do think he kind of reminds me maybe, and this is definitely a weight based comp. Um, I, I think like from a Marquise Brown perspective, he could be that type of player. Mm. Um, I, I think that's probably a fair comp for him. Another guy that I know that, uh, of course, you know, Marquise Brown weighed in like 166 uh, when he was com- coming off uh, an injury at his combine. He probably plays closer to that like 170, 175 range, maybe even 180. You know, maybe Josh Downs could get up to 180 at some point. But um, yeah, I, I and I know that like Marquise Brown might not excite people, but for some reason, Marquise Brown's like the most disrespected receiver in the NFL. I saw the <laughs> NFL official NFL okay. account posted uh who like a graphic like who has the best wide receiver from the 2019 class and they included dk metcalf terry mclaurin aj brown debo samuel deontay johnson and then hunter fucking renfro over marquise brown like marquise brown was the first round he was the first pick in that draft and like you're you're, you're putting hunter renfro on this graphic over marquise brown who's like wow had a thousand yards before was good in arizona last year over a guy is compared to a guy who couldn't beat out Matt Collins for a starting spot oh, last year. Oh, Give me a break. Marquise Brown, I think if that's who Josh Downs <laughs> ends up being, I think it would be a pretty good comp for him. And and I think, um, you know, from a zone beating perspective, uh, 84% for Josh Downs in this three-game sample, that's pretty similar to like Marquise Brown's biggest strengths as well. That's interesting, man. So, uh, yeah, so no, I think he's a he's certainly an interesting prospect. Um, again, you you love what you see on the game tape, the highlights, and all that kind of stuff. It's just his measurables, man. Oh my gosh, I did not realize he was so small. He's really small. I didn't think he was going to oh, be that goodness. small either. That was surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, like you know, when I saw when I saw some of the clips on him, I'm like, oh, okay, I you know, he looks he looks great, you know. But again, when you measure in that light, man, oh my gosh, and you know, and you know, by the way, I mean, come on, man, like you know, he bulked up for that, right? <laughs> it's like you know, he bulked up. That's as that's as big as he's gonna be. That's as fast as he's gonna be, man. Uh, and you know these things about Josh Downs out of North Carolina, man. So I, I'm I, I am a little bit concerned there, obviously. Um, as that is my, you know, part of my brand, I guess, is like looking at these kind of things and, uh, and figuring that out. But no, but to your point though, Matt, I, I, I was very actually pleasantly surprised, uh, by his, uh, his separation. Um, and I can absolutely see why he's going to be a Matt Harmon guy, but yeah, interesting dude, right. Uh, in terms of his draft capital, where he goes. And I think his landing spot is going to be hugely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, I like that Carolina suggestion 39th overall. I think that's sort of the range he's going to live in uh, is like maybe that second round range, but just because, yeah, the measurables aren't there, but the, but the gameplay really is. And you know, this yeah. is a league where you need three good receivers. And, and if you need somebody to get open, I think Josh Downs is going to be that guy. All right, there you go. Okay. So uh, that is Josh Downs from North Carolina, intriguing prospects uh, in the mind of Matt Harmon, but uh, the big boys uh, in this draft class, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, uh, and Zay Flowers. I, I think it's fair to say those are your big four. Uh, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, also an interesting prospect too. But I, I think uh, those four guys that I mentioned there, JSN, Addison, Johnston, and Flowers, I think those guys have a real chance um, 
going somewhere in the first round. One of those dudes probably going to go in the top 15 picks. And then, you know, uh, there'll be some other guys that will also flirt in that first round, but um, don't give it to him yet, Matt. But in next week's episode, (laughs) next week's episode, uh, Matt is going to break down his thoughts uh, on all of these guys going into the draft, where he would like to see them end up, and what is the axis of player? What what buckets, as he says, what what bucket of player uh, do these guys fit into, uh, and what are the skills that they possess uh, that could t- potentially turn them into stars in the NFL? All right, so but that's it for our show for this week. But again. Uh, If this is your first time listening to us, man, like and subscribe to the podcast, man, that would be very much appreciated. And of course, go check out the website, receptionperception.com. All right, for Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you.